The All In Podcast Show, episode number 11, with your host, Daniel Giordano. The All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence. With your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Okay, I want to welcome everyone to today's All In Podcast show. And um, today I have the uh, privilege of introducing someone who is known as uh, one of the top experts in productivity um, and also assisting people with their message and uh, impacting the world in a great way. And I've, I've had the privilege of, of knowing her for a few years uh, and working together in different capacities over the years. But um, I uh, uh, just love the fact that, that uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And I actually heard her message uh, again uh, on satellite radio not that long ago. And I said, that voice sounds familiar. Um, so um, it reconnected me with her to reach out to her and, and bring her here uh, so that um, you all can get to hear her message as well and find out more about her. So with today, I want to introduce Michelle Prince. Um, and uh, I am grateful that you took the opportunity today to um, to share some time with us. And um, I always like to open up with a a little bit of, uh, you know, your story and where you come from and, and um, you know, a little bit of your background. Well, you bet, Dan. And, and first of all, it is great to kind of, you know, reconnect. We have known each other for a long time. In fact, we met when I was really just getting started with my career. So um, thank you for the opportunity to be on the show. So my story, well, my story actually started when I was 18, um, when I was just getting ready to go off to college. And my mom and dad wanted to send me to a seminar to kind of get me on the right foot, you know, to, to, to take on life. And that one weekend was so pivotal in everything. Um, it really changed my life. And that was a seminar with Zig Ziglar. And at that seminar, at the very end, I, I had this gut instinct. I mean, I, it was just every fiber in my being knew that some way, somehow, I was going to be associated with him someday uh, working with him. And I, I, I can't explain it other than it was just, you know, that um, divine voice of just like, I just felt that that's what was going to happen. So at the end of the seminar, when I went up, to, uh, I actually walked up to him and I, you know, shook his hand and got my book signed. And then I said, Mr. Ziegler, I'm going to work for you one day. You know, you just wait and see. And it was literally about five years almost to the day that I was working with him at the corporate office. And uh, it was, you know, not there's it's a long, funny story of how that all came about. But that really set the stage for for my beliefs, my career and everything is I when I saw Zig, it wasn't necessarily just him, but I saw him motivating and inspiring and encouraging people and making a difference. And I knew that that's something I wanted to do someday. I just didn't know how. Um, so I started my career working with Zig and I was in sales for him. So uh, I wasn't speaking, doing all the things that in my mind I was going to do when I worked there. Um, but it was just such a great experience, living my passion every day, you know, making a difference. But then I did something a little crazy. Um, it was I was young and I was the dot com boom. And I felt like I wanted to, to make a change and I wanted to go climb a corporate ladder. And, and so I quit at Ziggler, which a lot, not many people quit that company. <laughs> it's a pretty great place to work. 
But I felt like, you know, it was time for me to, you know, to get out there. And so I had an opportunity in software and I went into software sales, technology sales for about 13 years. And the whole time that I was doing that, I still stayed in touch with all my friends at Ziegler. And, um, you know, I still had that passion in me. But I thought my definition of success at the time was, you know, doing making more money and, and getting nice things. And, and what I found was over those 13 years is the farther away you get from your passion, you know, what, what God really put in your heart, it's tied to your purpose. The farther you get from that, there's no matter how much success or how much money you have, it's really impossible to be truly fulfilled. And what happened with me was on the outside looking in, people thought I was quote unquote successful, but inside I was breaking down. And I really got to a place where I, I remember clearly asking, you know, one day just, God, is this really all I'm, I'm here for just to sell software? I mean, is this really all there is for me? And it just started me thinking about, you know, if I could do anything, what would I do? And I just kept coming back to what I said when I was 18 and what I did when I was working with Zig. And that was, I want to motivate, I want to inspire, and I want to encourage. Um, Now, I didn't necessarily do it right away. It took me a while, but I made the uh, bold decision to write a book um, in 2008. And it was a book just for me, just for me, just to get it out. I felt like I I needed to write a book um, and I wanted to share some stuff with my kids. And but what happened was when the book came out, everything started to change. Um, We did do a a full launch of the book and it hit bestseller in a couple categories. And that's when I started getting calls to speak. I started getting calls to coach and, you know, do seminars and things like that. And so. I'm kind of a crazy story of an accidental business because I felt like I was following, you know, a prompting to to write a book. But in doing so, it opened up a platform. And now I get to do this and I get to motivate and inspire and encourage. And um, and I've been building my business since 2008. But um, there's so much more to the story, but <laughs> that's kind of how I got to where I'm, what I'm doing today. And, and now I'm on the other side of it and, you know, so honored, so blessed that Zig wrote the forward to my first book. And, you know, I was asked to be a Ziegler speaker. So now I actually get sent out to um, companies on behalf of Ziegler. They, they send me out to speak for the company. And uh, so my, my goal, my dream at 18 has all come full circle and, and uh, and I just feel very grateful for that because I mean, I'm a big believer in, in anyone listening, figuring out what is it that lights you up? Because I'm telling you, as soon as you can get in alignment with that, that's when big things start to happen. I didn't intend to do what I'm doing today, but there was a bigger plan. <laughs> right. And but you see that, you know, it, you didn't know how it was going to happen, but ultimately, you know, you, you're there. Yeah. Uh, and that's really cool because you were kind of, you know, it, it, you basically were clear about what you wanted to do. You just weren't sure of what it would look like. Um, exactly. And because of that, you're doing exactly what you were set out, what you set out to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, um, you know, uh, and this is an interesting question for most. So because um, I know it's hard to narrow it down to one person. Usually I get like 20. <laughs> um, but, you know, who is the, the person that influenced you the most in your life? Well, Aside from my parents, of course, hands, hands down, it was Zig. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't even begin to explain, um, 
you know, obviously just the exposure to what he was teaching, but to be around somebody with so much integrity and such a servant and such a, uh, um, just an amazing man and family and his, his kids are the, that way. His wife is still that way, even though he's deceased. But to just be around somebody like that was so influential to me when I was, I mean, I was 22 years old and to work for a, a company that was based on values, that was based on faith. And um, I'll tell you the truth. One of the biggest eye-opening moments for me was after I quit Ziegler and I went and worked at, in quote unquote corporate America. Uh, yeah. They don't kick off Monday mornings with devotions. They don't pray <laughs> when something bad happens. They don't talk about, they don't encourage each other. So it was a big eye opener. Um, hmm. But in and even in even in even um, up until the the you know couple of years before he died when he was he was sick, but he would still I'd I'd, I'd see him and he just always had a way of doing things with such integrity that it inspired me. That's awesome. So, you know, and you know, so many you you being in the speaking industry now for a while, um, obviously. Um, a lot of people on the on the surface uh, may not be exactly the same, and I get the fact that you know everybody has their flaws and faults. But um, I never had the privilege of meeting Zig, um, but um, uh, but I know that I know many people that have, and they would all tell me the same thing that you're saying. Of you know, he was exactly the same as he was, in, you know, in the, in the public eye behind the scenes. And in fact, uh, Dan, I'll even add, he was actually better. I mean, he really, yeah. truly was. He was just um, just an amazing man. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really cool to to see that and hear that. Um, so, you know, with uh, with the um, with obviously the the things that you've um, done with that organization and then going out on your own. You know, wh- when you look back, was there any uh, areas that you thought were like uh, you know, maybe the the most challenging for you? Was there were there big challenges that came up in making some of those decisions? Yes. Um, you mean like decisions to leave or decisions once I started my business? Uh, it, it could be both. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I It should have been more difficult, but the, I was in my 20s and, and a golden carrot was being dangled in front of me. So I ran after the money. So at the time it was hard. I cried. I was like, oh, I'm leaving my passion, but I'm going to go make more money. And at the time, I, my 20 year old self thought that was a really good idea. 20 something year old. But. I will say, because it's challenging, as you know, being an entrepreneur is something that I didn't have experience in. And so when I set out to write my book and then when opportunities started happening, my heart was just so full of joy because I was making a difference. I was helping people. But what I didn't have any experience in was running a business. I didn't know anything about running a business, quite frankly. I didn't know about marketing. I didn't know all the things that you can have as much passion and as much excitement as you have, you know, bigger than anyone. But if you don't know how to run a business, you cannot make a big impact. So that was very challenging for me. Um, and, and still, you know, as it, there's with every stage of, of my business, there's, there's new challenges. Um, so having this desire to go out and represent Ziegler and, you know, share all the things that made an impact on my life, you know, give give them the, the you know, the opportunity, the glory, I guess, of, of letting people know how I came to what I'm doing, but then struggling with, oh, my gosh, how do I 
how do I hire a staff? How do I, you know, all these things that, that part for me was the most challenging. For sure. All right. So, uh, so, um, you know, with, with going through that now, obviously, you know, where you're at today, um, you've been able to figure some things out. Um, and, you know, as you've, uh, progressed, are there, are there areas that you look back that, you know, could have, could have been, you know, and, and this could be even prior to your journey, you know, work-wise, um, you know, and with your business and whatnot, but were there any low points that you would look back on this, uh, that you could, uh, re- that you recognize today? Yeah, I I definitely was at probably my lowest point when I was um, working in corporate America. I just I just wasn't myself. I wasn't happy. I was going through the motions. And, you know, that I think every single person knows deep down they have something that they're supposed to do, a calling on their life. But yet you feel stuck and, you know, in mortgages and everything else. So that was a low period. Um and yeah, and also, like I said, you know, the reality that it's not passion alone will not allow you to help a ton of people to the magnitude that you want unless you know how to run a business. So, you know, that was an eye opener for me. But the good news is, is I <laughs> I learned I learned it early on to where it didn't affect me um, in a negative way, but it it. It was in my mind, I thought, you know, if you just did what you're passionate about, you'll have a successful business. But the truth is you have to you have to do both. You have to run a business and you have to be passionate. Right. So I guess it was, you know, I mean, obviously uh, being in the Ziegler culture, um, you know, definitely was eye opening for you, you know, stepping out. You know, Um, and Dan, one thing I'll add, and I know you didn't really specifically ask this, but one of my biggest lessons over the last several years is who you associate with. And Mm -hmm. obviously we all know this and and we say, you know, you're going to be the equivalent of the five people you hang around the most. But one of my biggest ahas over the years is, you know, I've worked with different coaches and and mentors and they all have their gifts in different ways. But if you are not aligned with somebody in terms of um, core things, core beliefs, core, you know, truths, I guess, it's, I don't know, it's sometimes hard. So I I had to be very, very selective, you know, where I went and spoke or or what other groups I would associate myself with. And and sometimes you have to do that after you've been burned, (laughs) you know, so you learn the hard way. But that is just, that was a big lesson for me. And and truly a low point for me as well um, when you, you when you do get burned sometimes. So now, I mean, I I love associating and and doing everything to support the Ziegler organization. I have several other groups and and uh, individual speakers that I give a hundred percent support to. And I just learned don't have to be everything to everybody. You don't have to be in every circle, but find the circle that is right for you because you are also your reputation is who you hang around. Um, and that was a big lesson for me. Absolutely. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, and I, as you can see, when you got on my Skype today, you know, my state, I think from the second I set up my site, Skype account was, you know, you become who you associate with is my tagline on that. <laughs> and I've never changed it. Right. <laughs> um, and sometimes I forget it. Right. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, uh, but, you know, definitely uh, it's so true. Um, so. um What's interesting is, is, uh, you know, now that you've been out there and, and, you know, living your passion and, you know, having the impact that you, that you do have, uh, with so many people, um, 
you know, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the product productivity side of, of what you do um, and, um, you know, sharing your message there about, you know, how to, how to especially juggling a family and, and balance, you know, finding balance in your life with work and, and kids and everything else that it, uh, that it takes to raise a family. How's that work for you? Well, you know, it's funny because I never in my mind thought that I would be helping people with productivity, but it's one of the things I'm so passionate about because it's not time management. What I'm talking about is more life management. And, you know, those 13 years that I was in corporate America, I inside was dying, meaning I didn't have that passion. I just felt disconnected. I didn't feel like I was living my purpose and, and it, it really impacted me in a negative way. So, um, but the moment I made a decision, you know, I wanted to do these things. I wanted to speak. I wanted to write. I wanted to do all that. But the moment I made that decision, my entire life changed. My kid's life changed, you know, because when I when you step into what you're supposed to be doing, um, the doors are just going to fly open for you. You don't even know that they exist. I believe that. But if you're procrastinating on what you know you're supposed to be doing or what you think maybe your calling is or your your purpose is and all that, then that procrastination is not just a time management issue. That's that's like a life crisis issue because if you go your whole life doing what you feel like you should do but not what you're created to do, then I just think that um, it's just really hard to be happy. So that's where all that started, though, with productivity is like, well, if you don't take action, if you don't juggle your crazy life, if you don't manage and balance your kids with this and that, you cannot truly be happy. And then you can't make a difference if you're not happy. So that's the origin of it. But what I do is help people to see what their priorities are. Um, I, I say it all the time when I'm either co- when I coach somebody, I ask them to show me their calendar um, because somebody may say their priority is their family. But if I look at their calendar and they're literally never home, then that's not true. Um, <laughs> some may say their priority is being a you know, successful business person. But when I look at their calendar, you know, they're playing all the time. That's not true. So figuring out first and foremost, what are your priorities? You know, what do you want for your relationships? What do you want for your career, your finances, um, your physical health, your spiritual health? I mean, what, what do you want Define that first because you can't really take action on anything you don't unless you are very clear on it. So that's kind of where I start with people is that clarity. And then it's like, okay, now we know what you need to do in order to be truly fulfilled. How do we fit it into the schedule? Um, And there's some techniques and and, and several time management techniques that we, um, you know, that I'll teach uh, either in workshops or one on one or, or when I do keynotes. but the, the end of it is really, you know, life is short, right? So we we choose what we put into our calendar and you just have to, you you can make better choices. The, one of the reasons why I, I named my, my, my next book, uh, Busy Being Busy, was because I just would get a kick out of it. Every time I would see somebody or get a phone call from somebody, you know, you do the little chit chat and like, oh, hey, how's it going? Every single person I talked to, no matter if they were CEO of a company, stay-at-home mom, teenager, or college student, everyone said the same thing. Oh, my gosh, it's so busy. Oh, it's so crazy, you know. So (laughs) it just hit me one day. I'm like, everybody is so busy, but we're all just busy being busy because nobody's getting anything done. (laughs) So 
uh, that's when I really just um, became a student of productivity. And for my own self, too, because I do have two kids. I have a husband, a business, you know, I, and I, I don't want to be all or, or one. I want to be able to manage it all. So um, that's when I really just started learning everything I could about managing my time, making the most out of my life. And, and now that's why I teach it to others. Yeah. So, so in your, um, uh, you know, and, and that's really cool that you recognize that with the, uh, the busy stuff, because, you know, I hear that a lot as well. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's amazing what you can get done in a day when you, when you, uh, you know, really are focused and productive and, and really aware of it. Um, and sometimes we may feel overwhelmed, but, you know, uh, you know, or with the amount of workload that we may be working on or things that are going on at home or whatever it is for somebody, but it's really, uh, you know, it's powerful when you when you actually really do take control of your time and recognize that you can get you know a lot more done done and accomplish a lot more uh, when you when you have someone that's you know especially guiding you through it. So in your um, and I'm just wondering, uh, uh, you know, in your uh, trainings that you're doing and and working with different people one on one, you know, what are some of the common things aside from the busy thing uh, that you see uh, that are major obstacles for people? Well, one of the things that uh, this is actually one of the problems, but it's all, also one of the solutions is what you do first thing in the morning. Um, most people, and, and I was this way for years and years and years, you know, you set your alarm. Uh, as soon as it gets off, goes off, you are in a rush. You know, you're, you know, for me at the time, I was rushing to get my kids ready, rushing to get my kids fed and then off to school, rushing to get myself ready and then rushing to get to work. And, and so literally from the moment you get out of that bed, you're in overwhelmed mode. And, and that's pretty much the, the case for most people. So how do you eliminate that? Because what, what mindset you start your morning with is likely going to stick with you. You know, have you ever woken up late and you're just, oh, my gosh, and you're in a frenzy? And it's like the rest of the day ends up being kind of like that, that high anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so you can't really be productive, though, when you're overwhelmed. So what I suggest is uh, something called the power of three. But but it's. Um, Well, it's two things. Number one, and most people don't like me when I recommend this, but you have to hear me out. Whatever time you're getting up right now, whether it's 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m., for one week, get up one hour earlier. And I know some people listening, I've already lost them. They're like, there is no way I'm getting up that much. But here's why. It's one, it's that overwhelm. You don't want to have that anxiety when you first wake up because that will really drive the day. But the other thing is, is most of us, once we get busy, we're busy doing things for other people, right? We have bosses, uh, we have kids, spouses, we have communities, we have things that we have to do for other people. And what tends to happen is we usually put things on the back burner that will benefit us, things that will make us happier, healthier, more prosperous. So if you can focus on those things first thing in the morning, something that's for you, something that's you know, you're not necessarily getting to. I'll share a real uh, example, personal example, but this is the truth. Um, so several years ago when I, I started this, I was struggling. You know, I, I had young kids and, and I did wake up in that state of panic every day in a hurry. And one of the things that every single day I said I would do and every single day it just seemed to not get done was my quiet time and my reading. Um you know, because in the morning I'd be in a rush and then I'd say, well, I'll do it at night. And then when I get in bed at night, I'm too tired. And then I think, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. So, you know, what I found was I wasn't getting that time that I needed so badly. So this is when I implemented this and I got up an hour earlier 
And I read my Bible. I read my book every day. I read some sort of personal development book, business book, something, even if it's just one chapter. And I do that in that hour. And I plan my day. I look at my calendar. Okay, what do I have going on? And before I even finish my morning coffee and before my kids were even coming down the stairs, I was at peace. You know, I had that clarity of my day. I had the time to do something that was important to me, but I wasn't able to get up off my, my to-do list. So that's what I recommend is take an hour, do something for yourself, whether that's going for a walk. Maybe it's, you know, reading a book. Maybe it's writing a book, um, but do something. And then during that time, do an exercise called the power of three. And the power of three is very, very simple. Um, All of us have a to-do list, and most of us have a to-do list of, you know, 10, 15, 20 things on it on any given day. But every morning, only pick three things you're going to commit to doing. And that sounds so simple, but you have to – it works. Our minds are are like computers. We have to keep it – you know, keep things simple, um, and it's easier to to process. But those three things, and then don't do anything else until you do those or – You know, I I personally try to make a commitment to at least get one of those things off my list before I get on email, because once I get into email, I can get sucked in for hours. Um, So pick three things you're going to commit to doing and then do do your best to get them done. Now, at the end of the day, you take that little sticky sheet of paper. I actually keep a little sticky sheet of paper and I put it on my phone. I carry it with me all day long. Now I have an app that does that. But um, those three things, I always know what I need to be working on. And at the end of the day, you take that sheet of paper, you review, how did you do? Did you finish all three? Did you maybe only finish one? Maybe you didn't get any of them done. But at the end of the day, you take that sheet of paper, you crumple it up, and you throw it away. Because tomorrow's a new day. And one of the biggest problems with productivity is we have so much guilt around how much we don't get done. We don't recognize how much we actually do get done. Our to-do lists are so long, though, that we feel like we weren't productive. And much of procrastination and productivity is mindset. So keeping it simple um, and and, and then do it the next day. But what, what you find, though, is you're more likely to get more done in a week because say you only got those two things done or three things done. Most days you may start 10 different things, but very rarely do we finish that many things because of distraction. So there's a lot more to it than that, but that's kind of the nutshell of, of some exercises. And it really does help to just simplify some of the chaos. Right. And that's, that's really, uh, you know, definitely uh, revealing because I know, I know that, uh, you know, even with me, I, I tend to get up earlier uh, than the rest of the family because I need that quiet time in the morning. I need to get my workout in um, because I know if I go near the computer, my day is done. Yeah. Um, you know, and I get sucked into that vortex for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so, and I, and there's, there's days also where I went, I may not even check my email or anything till afternoon because it's just, you know, I know that it's going to you know be a long process with stuff I need to deal with. Um, so I'd rather, you know, t- be, get my productive things, you know, the things that I know have to get done prior to even touching the inbox. That's smart. Uh, yeah, because if not, it'll get lost. <laughs> um, so, and there's, you know, it's it's funny. I go through this whole ritual every morning, and and I'll look at the computer. And I'm like, you know, I got to answer the developer. You know, I got to do this. I got to do this. And and I'm like, you know, this guy's working on this project. I got to make sure he gets this, and try to justify why I need to open it early. <laughs> and and I walk away. Um, so I'm like, it can wait. Um, so, you know, um, 
with with all the years of you working with uh, Zig um, and and being now you know um, facilitating with them and you know going out on their behalf and being part of them again, um, obviously I'm sure you have a few good quotes from from your time there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are, what are some of your favorites? Well, there's two. The, my number one favorite is what most people uh, most people know this quote, but but it's so 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 true, and it really is the what I saw Zig live, um, not just say, but you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. It's the golden mm-hmm. rule, just stated a little right. differently. Um, that is for sure my number one. But my number two, and especially when I um, am speaking on productivity, I always use this quote, man was designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. And I love that quote because what that means is everything we need to be successful in life, it's already within us. We already have those seeds. We just have to nourish them. We have to water them. We have to help, you know, them to flourish, but we've already got it. So I don't know. That's just that quote really has always spoken to me. That's that's good. So um, as we begin to wind down here, what, you know, what are, um, I guess, uh, uh, first thing would be, uh, how do our guests find out more about you? Uh, where would they go? And, um well, I definitely, my website's probably the best start. It's michelleprince.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-P-R-I-N-C-E.com. Uh, but I'm also all over Facebook and tw- Twitter, and I do really try to engage. So I would love if there's any listeners out there that want to get in touch with me, like me, or friend me on Facebook, and so we can stay in touch that way. Okay, that's awesome. And... um you know, it, uh, you know, I kind of, um, you know, was thinking, you know, your purpose and calling was all throughout this, you know, <laughs> so you're, you're, you've been, you actually, for instance, since the first question you were talking about, your purpose was to go out and impact people. So, um, and, uh, you know, usually I end with that, but you've laced it throughout yeah. the entire <laughs> interview. So we, you know, it was awesome to, uh, to hear that throughout it. So, um, unless you have something, you have something to add to that about, you know, what you would tell people. I Okay. Uh, I, I will just add to that the the urgency of figuring that out because it is so different living life when you're just kind of aimlessly going through the motions, doing things you're not really passionate about, and then really figuring out, okay, what am I here to do? What is my purpose? What is my passion? And I'll give you a hint. If, if you know, think about all the things that light you up, things you enjoy doing, things that you know time just flies by when you're doing them. Those are likely tied to your purpose because I just happen to believe God's going to give us a purpose that we actually enjoy. But um, <laughs> um, but finding that the soonest you can is it's just a big difference to make you happier. But I really believe you can't really make the difference in other people's lives until you're pretty clear on that. Great stuff. Well, Michelle, I, I thank you for taking the time uh, today to share with the audience and uh Look forward to great things coming uh, out of this and impacting many people and, and going out and serving people and having fun. Oh, Dan, thank you so, so much. I appreciate it, and it was great connecting with you again. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.